Welcome to the Grace of Eugene podcast. We exist to help every person in our sphere of influence to encounter Christ, experience biblical community, and extend God's kingdom. You can learn more about us at gracedeugene.com. Here's the podcast. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Extended Cut. Pastor Chris and Casey Olson here with you, excited to dive into Pastor Chris's sermon from this weekend. Pastor Chris, how was your weekend? How are you feeling? Feeling great, Casey. Feeling great? Yes. Sunshine is out. Uh, yeah. Doing it's great. nice. It's, it's been nice. really nice. Yeah. Chilly and blue sky. That's my kind of my weather. So. Yes, mine too. And uh, yeah, we're back. It's nice to be back. We kind of had a weird, and a lot of folks in our church kind of been feeling under the weather the last couple of weeks, a whole variety of different things. And the same was kind of true with us. Yeah. And uh, so now we're back and I am happy to be back. Here we are. I'm glad to be back. Glad to be back with you. Yes. It's always fun. This is one of my faves. So And with you, oh, as shucks. you have pulled on me before. And also with you. Well, the extended cut here is just an opportunity to dive a little deeper into our Sunday sermon, talk to Pastor Chris a little bit about some of the journey of planning this sermon, and uh, discuss if there's been any more thoughts on his head since he preached it, recording a little bit earlier this week, so maybe it's a little bit more fresh on the brain since it was just yesterday. Um, By the time this is coming out, it'll be Wednesday. Um, But I want to issue our typical spoiler warning here. Go check out Abide. The Word Keeps Us From Evil. It's on uh, Spotify. It's on YouTube. It's on Facebook. Anywhere and everywhere you consume media, you can probably find it besides a streaming service or something like that. Is it on MySpace? Uh, No, I don't think that exists anymore. Hate to break it. Did I just date myself? Well, I, you see, I almost was able to have MySpace, uh, but then like Facebook came in and really like took it out right, right when it was my time to shine. But I dreamed of it. You dreamed of it. Did you ever? So you never got to. Have I never it. got to have it. But Bro, I always saw like the nice backgrounds, the, background like songs, top songs. Top eight. Yep. Ooh. I really missed out. That was like the origination of passive aggressive like social constructs because like somebody made you mad and like oh, they're out of my top eight. You didn't have to say <laughs> anything, but everybody knew. That's hilarious. <sighs> no, we just like unfollow people. It's just that simple. Yeah, but you can do that without them even knowing. That's true. So. It's true. Boy, have times changed. Yeah, R.I.P. Young King, we miss you. (laughs) Anyways, let's get into uh, kind of a little sermon recap for us. Um, Let's talk about just a brief overview, what we went over on Sunday, and as we kind of wrapped up this Abide sermon series. Yeah, we're in John 17, verses 6 through 21, and this is part of Jesus' farewell discourse. And it's, it's actually a prayer to the Father. In the presence, um, many would believe, of his disciples. And he's it's kind of his last teaching, last thing before he gets arrested mm-hmm. and, um, and goes through his final days there. And so he's preparing them for the hostility in a lot of ways that they are going to meet as he leaves them. And he's, he's praying and contending to the Father for many things. And, and one of his prayer, part of his prayer is that they would abide in him and there would be this love and unity that him and the father have present between him and his disciples and in framed in the context of our abide sermon series obviously we're talking about like 
what it looks like to abide in him, to abide in the word and how that keeps us from the hostility, the evil um, and resistance of the world. Or maybe not keeps us from it, but helps us in the midst of it, yeah. I guess would be a better way to put it. And so just a few of the, the points that we went through were, were that the word of God is the only reliable source of strength when we face the rejection of this world because God's word never changes. His ways never change. He always remains the same and that we have that to stand on and look to when we may face hostility and rejection in this world. Um, That the words of Christ guide us when his presence seems to be hidden in those times like, "Ah, I don't know where you are in this, but we have his word and we have his character and all of those things to stand on and rely on. Uh, even in those times. And then finally, the the last point was that the world's resistance is often a sign that we are closer to the mission of the word. And so that resistance actually indicates proximity to yeah. the, the battle that we're called to engage in and extending God's kingdom. And, and we looked at, you know, some different ways that plays out and some encouragements and illustrations within that. But um, that was kind of the main thing. And then we landed on like, hey, it's it's time to get back into to mission yeah. because as Jesus ended that uh, prayer in verses 20 and 21, he's saying, I, I pray that others, I'm also praying for others as they receive this message through my disciples, that they would also share the same love and unity and oneness that, that we have. And so there is an outward uh, bent as he concludes this prayer and, and the scripture that we are in this week. And so what does that look like for us to, mm. to be a part of that and to um, not live out of place of fear of our lack in any of these conversations or moments, but faith in him working yeah. in us and in his word working through us. So yeah, very brief overview, but that's kind of highlight reel. That's great. I really loved how you wrapped up that sermon with kind of trying to redeem that phrase, faith over fear, because it has been misused and weaponized by so many different groups um, to, you know, fit whatever kind of agenda you want to push. Um, and it, it is, it's a missional phrase that, that we need to take into account that we do have fears. We do have discomforts when it comes to being on mission for Jesus, when it comes to walking out what we believe. And, uh, man, I just thought that was a really powerful charge at the end to say, hey, we're going to have faith over fear on being on mission for Jesus. And that's, yeah. that's a big deal. It is. And the, the reality is there's, certain phrases and ideas and and heart directions in the Christian faith that are profound. And even though they can be simply stated and we hear them a lot, um, that doesn't necessarily mean they have to be less profound and impactful. But when Christians do a disservice and throw them around to whatever agenda or ideas or side they want to choose on any given topic, it waters down like the actual um, power of these things. And so my hope was that we say, hey, let's not take this as a surface level, like convenient, flippant phrase for whatever preferences we have in given circumstances and say, hey, this this is something we need. Yeah. We need to choose faith over fear, but let's choose it in alignment with God's heart for the world, right. not with our preferences in any given circumstance or our policy that we may be dealing with. So. Absolutely. And I, I might be jumping ahead here by by putting this in at this part, but I just think that, um, you know, that's why it's so important that we actually know the word, hmm. that we're in it, that we know the truth, that we're familiar with it, because 
it is so easily distorted. I mean, throughout your sermon, um, I just kept thinking about how Jesus utilized the word when Satan tempted him in the desert. And if you look back over that account, like Satan misrepresented what God had said in the Hebrew scriptures Mm -hmm. to try to lead him into certain decisions of of disobedience. And he was saying, do this. Doesn't the word say that? Doesn't it say this? And how many of us have become unfamiliar with certain scriptures, with certain truths, and we might just remember a nugget of it. We might just remember part of it. And we really risk like turning it the complete opposite direction than what God intended because we're not actually familiar with what the word says. We're just familiar with the general idea and premise and we point it towards whatever direction and application we want. Something I've learned over time, not just like in, in walking with other people, but also in my own walk is that, um, it, to put it in sports terminology, like the enemy has a game plan. Yeah. A. Like lying, deceiving, stealing, destroying. And from the very beginning in the garden, he was trying to like deceive as to truth. Like, oh, ha- eat this. So you can be like God. Yep. Yet humans were created in God's image. And so he's he's never like trying to offer some alternate agenda or alternate truth or say, actually, this is what's true. He's just trying to create chaos in the realm mm-hmm. of what is actually true. There's no like agenda besides chaos that is of the enemy. And so it's always just to deceive and throw you off. And is that really true? And we think about how that impacts like our relationships and our walk as well. It's always just questioning things, right? It's trying to build distrust in the most trustworthy things that we have. And so it is, it's just these little seeds like, oh, really? Is that really true? Is that really this? And if we don't know our word and not just like can repeat the sentence, but what it means, yes. then it's, it's way easier for him to, to slip us into these, these ditches, if you will. No, so, absolutely. That's yeah. true. And we just gotta, gotta be in it. We gotta know it because these things are real. It's going to come in our lives that we're, yeah. we're going to have, I mean, what you're saying, like facing resistance is a result of being closer to the mission of God, being on the right track, it's it's gonna happen, yeah. and so we've got to be prepared to to face these battles, to face yeah. them well. Absolutely, and we need to resist the comfort of being at a distance, yeah, from the front lines of the battle. Right? Absolutely, we, we mentioned that in the message, but like, it can be really easy to become familiar with a lack of resistance. Yeah. And the devil is going to tell you, oh, there's resistance there. You're probably on the wrong course. Right. Because we know, right, here, here's the enemy, not the word. We know that if you're meeting resistance, God wouldn't allow resistance if you were in his will. And so something must be wrong here. And it's like, oh, it's quite contrary if you read your Bible that there is inherent resistance with the world when you are not of the world and you are of the way of Jesus. And so we need to make sure that we understand that like resistance indicates proximity to the mission of God, right? We're not back at headquarters pushing papers and looking at things on some digital interface. We're like in the mix of it. And resistance is actually like good news for kingdom work. Absolutely. It may not be for our comfort or for our insecurities or any of that, but since when are we called to just 
give way to our insecurities and, and comfort, right? Yeah. So that was that was a big part of what I was hoping to, to communicate Sunday. And from having conversations with people, it seems like for the most part it it did that. But yeah. um, there's resistance all around us. And oh, if yeah. we think that meeting that resistance means we're wrong or we're not actually being obedient to Jesus, then right. the devil's won. Right. So, And I think that's... I'm excited that we are kind of, you know, moving towards this upcoming series on the Holy Spirit too, because that's another important critical piece in yeah. all of this is the word is our source of truth and the spirit is our source of power in, in how we're going to walk this out. Like it's what equips us and enables us to stand in that discomfort, to walk in these places that feel so foreign, that feel wrong, that yeah. feel difficult. Like we need both. We need yeah. the word and we need the spirit. So I'm excited that that's going to be kind of our upcoming journey through through that next. Yeah, we need Christ's empowering presence in us, right? Yeah. And, and um, you know, Jesus physically ascended to be at the right hand of the Father, but he left spirit of God to continue that mission through every believer. Yeah. And, and so we, we need to understand what that means and yeah. what we have access to in that. And no time like now has that been more necessary and, and relevant, I believe. So. Yeah. Let's, let's get a little practical with this. Like what is it, what are some practices in your life that are really helpful for familiarizing yourself with, the word because for everyone it looks a little different right like we, we talk about this sometimes with spiritual yeah. disciplines like there's no one way to do it like you hear sometimes about the people that can wake up and have these like really rigorous morning routines and everything's like that but then you hear about people that have found alternative means um and and more casual rhythms more normal rhythms that uh look different but yeah. they're just as helpful and as important for flourishing and knowing the word and growing the word what are some ways that you found have been helpful in your life for that yeah um one of the biggest things for me is that i don't read through questions yeah when i'm reading my scripture like if there's something that i don't get we have so much access. It doesn't mean that every opinion we read is right. Right. But I will either I'll have trusted resources that I'll go to. And if I can't find something there, then I get a, a spectrum of opinions and see what aligns with the resources that I do trust. But I I don't allow myself to just breeze past something that is challenging or that I don't understand. Yeah. Because it's often in those things that there's some profound depth and like um, indicators of the character of God yeah. that I actually need. And so... Um, one is that I don't allow myself to power or I don't permit myself to just power through a breeze by hard things. The other is that I'm asking God to, to, to point things out to me as I read and I'll write them down. I'll record a voice memo with something that, that I hear as I'm reading it because I believe that getting in the word is an interactive practice. Yeah. And it's not just reading out of some religiosity to say, God, I read my word today. Right. There'll be days when I read two verses and I have some of the most rich time with yeah. the Lord. And then there's days when I'll read for an hour and then be like, there it is. That's what I need to dive into. And just allowing that that space to, to go either way. Um, but really making it an interactive thing. Yeah. It's a like if this is the word of God and I am honored to be able to have this relationship with like the God who created me, then I want that to be interactive. Yeah. I don't want it to just be me receiving or just me imposing my expectations on the time. What, what does it look like to, to do that? And at different seasons of my life and different levels of maturity, like things have, have changed in that. Um, you know, I think, 
for me, that can look a little unique because I do spend a decent amount of time in the Word and in resources in preparation for a Sunday message. Sure. Um, and I've had to learn to not make that my only yeah. thing, but also not write off that that could be the thing. Mm-hmm. So there may be something that sticks out, and I'm like, that has nothing to do with the message. But I think that's where God wants to engage me today. And so yeah. I'll go off on a rabbit trail in my preparation to allow God to minister to my heart, which in turn prepares me to give the word he has for me. And so, um, yeah, that's that's some of the things. And I just have conversations about it with other people too. Yeah. How often do you and I get off on just little rabbit trails talking about stuff? And one of my biggest joys is getting to have conversations about the word and about questions with yeah. other other people, I think. Um, that helps it to come alive. It helps you get perspective. It helps you to communicate like the heart of God, what he's putting in you in like a real uh, impactful way. And so um, I just think living a vibrant life of interacting with the Bible is is a big thing. I love that. And so much of what you're saying reminds me of what I've had some seminary professors encourage about devotional time. Because, you know, uh, when you're in school for this stuff, you face kind of a similar reality of like this could be my devotional encouraging like personally fulfillment time but it could totally not be too and so it can be kind of unique to balance that and um you know one of my professors particularly has really encouraged like hey when you are spending time for you in the word like just remove all those expectations that like you need to read xyz and you gotta get this out of it and you gotta do that like whether it's two verses or two chapters like Pick something that you want to get into, but let the text lead to you to what's going to bless you. And let the Spirit illuminate yeah. what's significant in that moment for you. Right. And that's that's been a really profound experience for me this year. Like, he, his, his recommendation is, like, pick a book and just for a whole month decide I can read any chapter or verse out of it. I could pick a commentary I want to pick up and read alongside of it. I could listen to a sermon that somebody preached out of it and just kind of saturate yourself in that book and then just find those little themes and things that pop out to you throughout and let that be enough. Let spending time with the Lord and familiarizing yourself with, with the truth that he's preserved for us in the text, let that be enough for, to sustain you and to grow you in his ways. And that's been a really profound experience for me this year. Absolutely. I think, like, obviously, there's a reverence and honor in our relationship with the Lord and our, our pursuit of Him that differentiates from how we pursue other sure. human relationships. However, it's still a relationship. Yeah. And so let's just use, I'll use you and I as an example. In developing our friendship and how we work together, we come into any given day, have our catch up, and we may say something or ask a question that leads somewhere else. And unless we're on a time crunch and we're trying to be disciplined and like, okay, we got to get this thing done. Like interesting. And we'll go down those tracks and we'll do, it's almost like a dance. Yes. Not that you and I dance together, but it's like this relational dance of back. Oh, and interesting. And we're navigating, we're kind of exploring different topics and, and parts of each other's heart for, for our church and our mission and our jobs together and we don't just put it in a box of, okay, Casey, here's the five questions I'm going to ask you today. Right. I don't feel like I've gotten what I need out of these five questions. So what other questions can I ask you out of a religious spirit? That doesn't build relationship. Right. But just allowing the openness to, oh, let's see where this goes. And that doesn't mean you're lazy. It just means you're not putting God in a box in any right. given moment. Because I guarantee you, you read those scriptures with an open mind and willing to go on a journey. He's going to be like, oh, 
like I said in a sermon a couple weeks ago, oh, this talks about uh, the, the true vine. And when we're talking about this imagery of vines and branches and trees, where should that make you think of? Oh, it makes me think of Genesis. Well, yeah. Let's see what he might be referring to there. And and it's going to take you because it's one complete work, yeah. right? And so I think just allowing yourself to engage in that is is important and not having your own agenda, like yeah. you said, because then you may miss out on something really awesome. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. Well, uh, this has kind of trailed off into very abnormal from our typical rhythms of questions it's and going stuff. on the journey, bro. But I love it. Um, you know, just maybe to wrap up here because the timing, like abide sermon series wrapping up. Got any final thoughts, final encouragements, final charges or challenges as as we uh, just move on and but don't don't want to move on to a point that this isn't impactful, and meaningful for our lives. <sighs> Yeah, I just, I think this series, if nothing, like there's a lot of good knowledge, a lot of good angles to come at things through. Um, But at the end of the day, we need to take a consistent and ongoing evaluation of what we are leaning on. Yeah. What are we counting on to be a stabilizing force in our lives? Yeah. Um, What are we putting our hope in? What are we devoting our worship to? What are we relying on to help be our navigational compass in any given day and challenge we may encounter? And there is only one thing that is worthy of that, and that is the Word of God and the presence of God. And uh, so just, uh, and that's abide, like duh, but like all of the things that in the ways in which that interplay impacts our lives, I think is, is important to understand. And so um, I'd encourage you if, if you've been navigating this, this sermon series with us, like start writing down some of the things where you're seeing God like show up and, and be faithful as you abide. Yeah. Um, so that when you're questioning things, you're like, Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's that whole concept of remembering. Right. And, uh, and I, uh, I trust it as, as we abide that, that God's going to be faithful, that there's going to be fruit, and that not only will we grow, but our capacity to help others is yeah. going to grow as well. And so that's something that excites me about it. Amen. I love it. Well, thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of The Extended Cuts. Uh, be on the lookout for more content coming soon, uh, as well as the upcoming Holy Spirit sermon series. We're really excited about it. it won't be quite this Sunday, but it's coming up pretty soon here. Yes, in the meantime, uh, yeah, follow us on social media. Uh, subscribe to the podcast, leave us a rating, all that good stuff. Share it with somebody. I mean, that's probably the most meaningful thing you could do here is just share it with somebody you think is going to be impactful. If there's any pieces of it that's like, man, that was really cool when they dove into that aspect or when they were considering, considering that, like share it with others, you know, like Chris was saying, engage with other people or the things that are moving and tugging on your heart. It will solidify it deeper. It'll make it more meaningful. And so, Uh, Be blessed, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care.